Welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Brooklyn Storm and I help private practice owners align their business back with their soul's calling, with their big vision and with their soul's purpose. Unlike other private practice coaches, I've traveled the world in search of spiritual resources, spiritual tools, education and information so that you can have the transformation that your soul desires and needs so that you can up-level your business. How much fun is this? I love it so much. Guys, if you're not already a member of the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group, please check out the show notes. I would love for you to be there. In the meantime, thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Brooklyn Storm. Thank you for pushing play on another episode and welcome to all of our new subscribers. What a week it's been. First of all, I just want to say if you hear uh, any sort of sounds in the background, it's because I've got Gabe with me, Um, little Gabe. He just got diagnosed with a heart condition last week. Uh, Now he's known as a heart dog at our vet. So cute. And he's also known as a senior. Oh, bless. He's just 12 years old. And uh, he's a Maltese cross who knows what. He's about a medium-sized dog, but his heart is so big. And I just love him so much. And he's so full of love. I just want to all the time. He's the best. Uh, Anyway, he had to go back to the doctor yesterday to have some dental work done and he's had a few extractions. So he's woken up this morning a bit, you know, confused about why he's sore. He's not due for medicine for another few hours. So I'm just trying to keep him as comfortable as I can. But yeah, you might hear some sounds in the background. It's just him. And what a week it's been. Um, I am so, 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 so honoured and excited to have accepted the role of president of the ACCA. So the ACCA is an Australian um, organisation of counsellors in our community. So it was really, really so beautiful to have accepted this role and I'm really, really, really looking forward to being able to, you know, raise the profile of counsellors within the professional community itself and then out to the general community over the next 12 months and so have my very first meeting there uh, on Zoom on Thursday. So if you have anything that you would like me to focus on, uh, uh, the intention is to provide an alternative to ACA and PACFA ACCA has been around for a little while, but they've been a little bit quiet, a little bit overlooked, a little bit in the shadows because ACA and PACFA um, have, you know, well, there's stuff going on, you know, uh, one club, one club, sorry, one membership um, has, you know, there's, there's oh, it's my understanding that And it's just my opinion and it's just my understanding and I could be wrong. But what I understand is that people who are high up in ACA um, are also involved in a particular uh, institution. And when students go through that institution, um, they're then flowed through to this other organisation. So that's one way that that 
other organization builds their membership um and i think it's a i think it's you know i can understand why they would do that from one side i understand that they want to do that to um provide a membership for the students who are graduating and for people who are studying but I also think in a way it's a little bit of a disadvantage because people aren't getting to see what other membership organizations are available and also there's a myth I call it a myth in the counselling community that you need to um, be registered with either of those two bodies and that's just not true and the reason people think that is because these two have you know deep pockets for marketing <laughs> and they're very well connected but uh, what I want to do is you know create a double CA's profile as being a lot more present so that you know that there's another option for you to be a registered counsellor you don't have to be with those other two organizations and you know one of the big focuses of the ACCA is going to be a, an option for people who don't want to be uh, you know having leaders of their organization advocating for them to be on Medicare. So this is an option for those members who are feeling a bit sort of, you know, conflicted. Uh, we want to give them that voice, that space, so that they can still have a registration without being worried about Medicare and things like that. So anyway, lots of stuff happening. But if you're a counsellor in Australia and you have a burning issue or there's something you would love to see in a membership, um, you know, let me know. Um, I will look and consider every suggestion that, that comes into my inbox because it's my highest, highest, highest intention to serve you. And I want us to be taken seriously as a profession. And I need your guidance on what you're needing as counsellors out there in private practice and counsellors in general practice um, so that I can make that happen for us and make that a reality. So that was one really cool thing that happened. And I'm so excited for where we can perhaps influence and impact our profession. The other thing that happened that I was so, 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 oh my gosh, just humbled by was a lady um, uh, nominated me. I had no idea, but she nominated me for a Hester Award for the Hester Impacts Award this year. And uh, she sent me through a certificate and she said, hey, I nominated you for an Impact Award for counselling and I wanted you to know that you didn't win it, but you did get this <laughs> recognition certificate and here it is. And I was so like, I can't believe somebody took time out of their day to sit down and nominate me for something like it. Who, who does that? It was just so, wow. Um, I can't even describe the words. And so I thanked her profusely and I was so touched and so moved by it. And then she sent me screenshots of the application and I can't believe this application must have taken her a while to collate and put together. She had everything in it. And I was just crying happy tears and, and tears of gratitude. Like I just, it was so, 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 so unexpected and just made my day. So I want to say thank you for that. And um, yeah, it's just so cool. Thank you so much. But what are we talking about today? What I want to talk with you about today is, um, you know, regarding social media. 
and marketing. Specifically, how much should we share? So this is such a common question and I thought it would be a great time to raise it because many of you will be preparing now to plan your content for the next quarter. Okay, Um, you want to get that up and going and scheduled so you don't have to worry about it um, for the next three months. So you've got three weeks, four weeks up your sleeve to get this sorted out. So for those of you who are loving writing content, and I hope you all are, because when we write content, it's our opportunity to connect with our audience. And who doesn't want to do that? Who doesn't want to help their audience? (laughs) I mean, it's just the best feeling ever. I love doing these podcasts and I love, 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 love being in the two groups, the ACPPO and in the Counselors Connect Australia group, because I get to, yeah, dive in deeply and have the conversations. And I love that so much. Um, And yeah, I love, love, love. Yeah, did I say the podcast? (laughs) But anyway, hopefully you love creating content for your clients as well, because you know that you're going to provide them something useful that they're going to gobble up and devour and it's going to change somebody's perspective or maybe even change your life or change your behavior and maybe you don't even know about it but on some energetic level it's happening but one of the things that sometimes we feel conflicted about as therapists regardless of whether we're um, counselors social workers mental health social workers psychologists coaches one of the things that many of us can worry about is what is an overshare and what is a share and let's unpack that together now because I've made mistakes uh, and I want you to learn from them so that you have a clear understanding of what's okay, what's safe, what's ethical and what's impactful for you, for you to be able to share. Now, in the beginning of my pra- private practice journey with marketing, as you know, I didn't really know what to do. I was grabbing other people's insights from different Facebook groups I was in and as you know that was just a disaster because what you don't know when you do that is what works for one person's practice isn't going to work for yours necessarily (laughs) that was my experience too one of the other things that happened for me was it was around the time mm, authenticity became like this big buzzword and maybe about five years ago it was all the rage it was everything was about being authentic and transparent. And so I thought, okay, then this is what I need to do. And I was in the Facebook groups for therapists too, don't worry. And the posts going up in there and the advice going up in there was be authentic, be transparent. But nobody actually, you know, said how to do this. And so I stuffed it up big time. Well, I think nobody actually said anything to me, but looking back, I think I I stuffed it up because I overshared. What's an overshare? Well, I think we all know, but an overshare is something where perhaps you go into too much detail. Um, Some of the things I overshared about were things that I experienced growing up. And, you know, I overshared about, you know, my relationship with a parent. And, yeah, I I think at one point maybe even, no, I was going to say about growing up in poverty, but I, I don't think that was ever really an overshare. Um, 
Anyway, so I made some mistakes. I overshared. I overshared because I went into too much detail, detail that wasn't necessary, that didn't help my audience, that didn't help my clients. Um, it probably didn't even help me to to get up there and say it. Yes, it required me to be courageous and I had to face fears and I had to be brave and, you know, put myself out there. But the way that I stuffed it up was not only did I give away too much of the personal stuff back then, but I didn't know how to share. I didn't know how. So that's what I want to talk with you about today, what I've learned so that, and I want to give you the steps as well, so that you can know exactly what to share and how to share it. So this isn't going to be a long episode today. This is going to be a very practical episode. So if you don't have your journal and your pen with you or you're not near the computer, maybe hit pause, go and grab those things and come back. But the first thing that I would love for you to think about is what is my intention? Okay, so you write that at the top. What's my intention with this post? And, you know, don't be shy, like nobody's ever going to see what you're writing down, but be honest with yourself. Is your intention to attract clients? Is your intention to connect with clients? Is your intention to get an inquiry? Is your intention to re-engage a former client or, you know, um, re-spark, reignite a conversation with somebody that was interested, but for some reason you never followed through or they didn't follow through. So really think about that. That's the first thing. And why? Because you need to know where this post is going. This post has to have some direction. Don't just get on, like for me, it was on video. Can you believe it? I just got on video and I just had verbal diarrhea and I just went, Bleh. this was the, you know, yucky things that happened to me in my life. <laughs> Um, so, and I had no intention. My intention was just, I was doing what I was told in the groups. They said, build your clients by being, uh, authentic and transparent. Don't hold back. So that was me. (laughs) Um, so be mindful of what your intention is because the post needs to have a direction. A direction is a, a desired outcome. Okay. Uh, the second thing is to identify a story or an experience from your background that speaks to the goal, that speaks to the desired outcome. You want to jot down a few points about that. Now, you won't have to write out the whole story because you know it. But if you're going to record an audio or you're going to record a live, you don't need to write too many notes. You know that story inside and out. The next thing that you want to do, and this is what I didn't know, is you want to speak to, you want to understand the purpose of this story. Why are you telling it to your clients? That's a little bit different to your intention. But from a client perspective, why are you telling this story to them? So do you want them to understand how you overcame something? Do you want them to understand that you can relate to them? Like what's the client going to experience as a result of hearing, reading, listening to, seeing, viewing, watching your experience here? Okay, what's in it for this client? And then I want you to wrap it up by asking yourself, you know, how did you overcome this or what was the outcome? And I want you then to look at, so this is the the next step, look at a reflection. 
So I want you to reflect back. And I didn't do this. That's what I'm telling you. (laughs) This is how I stuffed it up. I didn't do any of this. But have a reflection there. And a reflection is looking back, this is what I know now. Looking back, this is what I would have told myself back then. Looking back, I see X, Y, Z. Um, You don't have to say looking back, but I'm just giving you that as a prompt. Why? Because we want to understand the lesson that you had, the growth that you had, the learning that you had, your aha moment, or whether or not this became a pivot point for you. And what we're doing here is we're saying to clients, yes, I can relate to you. Yes, I was there myself. This is my experience and what happened to me, but it didn't end there. This is what happened next. And as a result of that, this is how I now do it. This is how I now approach it. This is my perspective now, or this is what I learned. You're following? Yeah, it's making sense, right? (laughs) And then the very last thing, of course, is including an invitation to them. So a call to action. And there are so many calls to action. I think you can say something to them like, has this ever happened to you? Um, You know, drop a yellow heart if you can relate. Drop a a blue one for this. Drop a purple one for that. Uh, Share your Share your takeaway below reach out if you need to join my group Um, connect with me here all those sorts of things can be calls to action so basically when we share and we share something with transparency and we share something authentically there's a method there's a formula there's a structure it's not just getting on camera that was my mistake and I have seen other counselors make the same mistake which is, why I'm, which is why I'm sharing this. What I know now is there's a formula. I have just given you that formula so that you can feel more confident knowing what to share. There, there has to be that structure. So it's identifying your intention, number one, identifying the story or the experience, number two. Uh, number three is thinking about what the purpose is of sharing this with your audience. Number four is looking at the, you know, pivot point, the aha, the takeaway, the, the you know, lo- what you learned, the reflection. And number five is, is that invitation or that call to action to get them to do something. Okay. Don't, you don't always have to be inviting them to book sessions or anything like that remember the connection is the currency and by that I mean you want to be able to build those relationships we are in the business of relationships in fact I think it's fairly safe to say with all of the collective training I mean can you imagine between all of us and, you know, and there are 30,000 people of us, 30,000 people of us, 30,000 of us that come together twice a week to listen to this podcast. Can you imagine the the collective abundance of training, of placement hours, of assignments, of hours in session, of hours in observation, of hours in supervision, mentoring, coaching, all of that. Would you agree with me that we are perhaps dare I say, you know, more skilled than many other professions at building relationships, yet we don't do a fantastic job of it on social media. 
Would you agree? Yeah. And I understand why it's been so difficult for many of you, especially because there are things that we need to consider that other industries don't. Like, for example, if we compare ourselves to, say, a retail industry or manufacturing industry, we all they don't have the same codes of practice or the same ethical guidelines because they're not working with vulnerable people. We are, okay? So I understand that there's a fear for some of us attached to how much can we share and is it okay to put myself out there and am I going to step on any toes? Am I going to get into trouble? All of that sort of stuff. The answer is no, you won't if you follow this structure why? Because it's not an overshare, it's a lesson. It's um, inspiring somebody to see things from a different perspective, to see what's possible for them, to feel like, wow, things can change for me. And you know what? When somebody reads that social media post or watches that social media video of that share from you um, and they have that experience of, oh, I didn't realize this was possible, they may not book a call right then, but what they'll definitely do is follow you and they're going to keep an eye on you because they want to hear more, okay? You've already started that connection process. So you need to keep showing up like that, okay? One of the things that I do is I just take stories from my day. Make what's happening in your day a story and let it work for you. You don't have to sit there and come up with content all the time. I do believe in content maps. I've got my own content map. I knew what I was going to come on and talk about today. But during the week and even sometimes on this podcast, I share a bit about what's happening in my practice or what's happening in my daily life because it feels okay to me to do that. I I hope I haven't been oversharing and I hope that you've been able to connect with me by understanding oh, it's not all puppy dogs and rainbows when you have a successful private practice. You know, life still happens. And it's true. Life still happens. I've still got a sick dog. Yesterday I was on calls and I had a burst water pipe, (laughs) a burst water pipe under the bathroom, which happens to be right next to my study. It was too late for me to cancel my clients. I asked my clients, can you hear this noise? Is it okay? Should we reschedule? And everybody said that they were fine with it and they wanted to keep going. I mean, I am just so blessed to be able to work with these beautiful souls every single day, despite what's happening in the world around me. And I believe it's important for you to understand that private practice isn't something out there that's off in the distance that's not attainable. Private practice is real life. It's real life. (laughs) And so I do say, hey, this is happening at home. Hey, I lost the roof. I mean, it's a big, been a big year for me. It's only, what is it, the 2nd of March. And already I've replaced the roof twice. (laughs) I've had the power disconnected, I don't know how many times, uh, due to storms. And for, I think in January or over Christmas, I can't remember when it was, I had no power for like six days and I was completely off the air. Uh, You may remember that. And then, you know, talking about Gabe, talking about my mum, talking about moving and and stuff like that. I I feel that I I share those things with you because I want you to see the reality of private practice. Yeah. I don't want to just come on and be talking about these are all the 
glittery, wonderful things about it. I want to be honest with you. And the other thing that I do, as you know, is I share my learning moments. I was going to say failures, but I don't use that term anymore because I see fails as lessons. It took me a long time to get there, but I do now. (laughs) But I want to share all of those um, mistakes perhaps that I made because I want you to be able to understand, number one, if you're making them two, you're not alone. Uh, Number two, was I going to say? (laughs) Number two or number three, I want you to understand that there are other ways of doing things I know what they are now (laughs) and I can help you with them and so I always follow up by giving you the next step okay and I know many of you go away and implement the next steps I've spoken with a number of uh, women in the last week that shared with me all different things. Like somebody said she's got a Brooklyn folder from the podcast and she's got a folder on her um, desktop where she takes notes as she listens to the podcast and then she makes them her to-dos for the next week. Somebody else said something similar, you know, somebody else takes notes from the podcast in their phone as, as she's listening. So I feel that by me sharing the reality of what life is like as a business owner, a successful private business owner, that it can inspire you to see it's not out of your reach. You can absolutely do it too, even with all of these things that are happening around you in real life. Okay. You can absolutely do it. And I want you to know that This podcast is an open door. So if you are struggling, if you have a question, if there's something you want addressed on the podcast, you all know any time how to get in touch with me and how to get support, how to request a a topic. Hey, Brooklyn, can you speak about this on the next episode? Of course I can. Plus, I want to make sure that you feel more confident after listening to the episode than you were before. So... Today, for example, my intention was to provide you with uh, a feeling that I understand what it's like to feel confused about what to share and what to keep to yourself. I wanted you to understand that I stuffed it up (laughs) in the past because of a lack of knowledge. I wanted to let you know what my experience was so that you could feel like, yes, (laughs) you're not alone. I wanted to let you know what I'd learned and I wanted to share it with you so that you could feel more in control, more safe, more secure, more confident. And so I wanted you to be able to come into the podcast not knowing the framework of how to share and leaving with a framework of how to share so that you can get on with it and you can get it done and you can do it. Yep. I know, right? So always for you, you need to do the same. You need to understand what the purpose of your post is, what they're going to take away from it. How is this post, how is this content, whatever it is you're putting out, how is it going to change their day or their mindset or their belief or their life or something? When you can do that, that's when you will start to build your audience. Don't worry about how many people are booking in. Focus on building those relationships. The rest will just naturally follow. The right people will come to you. This is client attraction. 
Okay, don't go chasing clients down. It's a repellent energy, much better to attract them to you. You do that by providing useful things and a useful thing to your client is anything that helps them feel expansive rather than constricted. So use that as your barometer before you hit publish. Ask yourself, so maybe add this as the last step to that framework if you like, but ask yourself, is this post expansive for my client? Is it going to open them up um, or is it going to result in them constricting, okay, and contracting? We always want to be going for an expansive post. So I hope that helps. I hope you love it so much. For people in the ACPPO, I will see you this afternoon on our Zoom session. I can't wait for it. Um, it was really powerful over the weekend. And I think as these continue, so we've just started doing these Zoom sessions together. If you're in the group, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um I'm really excited to be able to do these with you and help you, you know, really take your practice further. And yeah, it's just so much fun. I just can't believe we get to have all of this fun together, building our private practices. Anyway, I will leave it there for today. I hope you have a fantastic rest of the day. Uh, If you are looking to build your inquiries for your practice and you're not sure how, get in touch with me. Uh, I do have some free resources that I can send your way and I'll be happy to flick them over to you. Okay. All right, my lovelies, have a beautiful rest of the day and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast today. If you're looking for clarity, if you need help with branding, your processes and bringing everything into alignment with your soul's purpose for your private practice, head to the show notes and click the link for more information about the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group. You are going to love it. I can't wait to see you in there. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.